0: Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to the JHam Special, where I love to talk about Magic the Gathering, Dungeons & Dragons, Warhammer 40K, and other aspects of my nerdy life. My name is John, and I'm gonna be talking to you a little bit about my Warhammer 40K for this Warhammer Wednesday. Something new I wanna do on Wednesdays is try to do small little tidbit episodes to talk about one of my new favorite hobbies, Warhammer 40K. I'm no expert or pro. I haven't gone to any tournaments or won anything. I've just done a lot of casual games, a lot of building, kit bashing, painting, and I just, I love the hobby, and I wanna share it with you guys. So get ahead and strap in because we're gonna go through and talk a little bit more about Warhammer 40K and specifically focusing on the role of your leader for the army or your HQ slots. So when you're playing Warhammer 40k, whether or not it's open play, match play, or narrative play, you're gonna to come to find out that you're gonna need a leader for your army. A lot of times, Warhammer considers this to be your warlord. A warlord is somebody that you are focusing on saying, this is my main leader, this is the guy that is the the pinnacle of my army entirely, and he's gonna be supporting the rest of the army or he's gonna be the major threat. Your leaders are gonna really be a different variant. Um, I talked earlier in my battlefield roles and building your army and the template overall that leaders are usually one of two things. They're either somebody that's there to buff up the rest of the army and be a great supporting unit or they are the major threat that your opponents need to be worried about on the tabletop. I've honestly played with both strategies and what I've come to realize is that depending on the points that you're playing with or the power level that you're playing with, that's gonna change on which HQ or leader you're looking to bring to the table. Personally, I play the Astrum Militarum and the Adeptus Astartes. I currently just play Imperium of Man. Um, I do have some Chaos Forces and I've got Xenos, specifically the Orc, thinking about getting into the Tau as well, but um, every HQ slot is different and every army is a little bit different on how they play. Some have strengths and weaknesses where other ones do or don't. If you want to be more of a shooty army, some armies really supply that, whereas others don't. After you have figured out what kind of army you're going to play, whether or not it's the Imperium, and specifically who in the Imperium you're playing, or the Chaos, or the Xenos, or specifically who you're playing in those ones, you want to decide on who's going to be your leader for the strategy. You're also going to want to figure out, you know, your army's strategy is, you know, do I want it to be more all focused in on one point, or do I want it to be a bit more of a generic take all comers list? Do I want some shooty? Do I end some fighting? or do I just wanna only be fighting or only be shooting? It's up to you to decide as the general of your army, but you wanna try and have an HQ slot that you know either they're gonna be supplementing the rest of the army or if they're gonna be kinda doing their own thing. For example, if I'm playing a Space Marine Army, It could make a big of a difference if you go through and choose to play with a Phobos uh, Lieutenant or Captain versus a normal Primaris Lieutenant or Captain because the Phobos actually gives boosts and bonuses to other Phobos models. Um, Same thing like with their Warlord traits, they can go and move some people around. Uh, The Phobos Librarian does the same thing. A lot of their stuff only affects Phobos models. So... That's going to change your army, you don't want to bring a Phobos librarian if you're not playing any Phobos unless you just really like the way the bottle looks and you're not taking them for his obscuration discipline. If I'm bringing a chaos list, I may not want to bring a master of executions to the table unless I'm playing more of a fighty army or have that support that I'll be able to charge in and do some damage. Unless I'm taking all, take all comers list and the rest of my army is pretty much shooty focused and this guy's going to be my main melee threat to wrap up enemies um, and tag them and stop them from being able to fire into others. My orcs are going to vary, you know, if I take a big old boss or not, it's going to change how I'm playing the army. Astro Militarium is going to change if I'm going to be taking more company commanders and um, Lord Commissars to help boost the morale of my infantry models. Or if I'm going to be taking like tank commanders to help boost himself, just being that big threat and helping out other armored detachments, that's going to change how you decide to bring your HQ units and overall your leaders to the table. So just as a theory, crafting idea, just sit down, look at your list and kind of decide what kind of army am I looking to play? What kind of strategy am I focusing on? then decide is this HQ or leader model really going to help supplement the army or are they gonna be something to help balance out my weaknesses? The Adeptus Astartes I think is great. You can play more of a fighty style of Adeptus Astartes. You can play a more tanky version of it. You can play a more shooty style of them and you can bring HQ options that help support all of those factions. That's one of the biggest reasons why I play the army in the first place. But you're gonna to come to find that depending on your army, Are you going to bring more guys that are going to shore up your weaknesses? Are you going to bring more guys to help push forward your strengths and just go over the top? In future episodes, I'm going to go over a few different HQ options and people that I tend to use as leaders for my army and why I enjoy using them in the first place. I'll talk a little bit about their points costs or power level, talk about some war gear options and just the reasons or the whys behind why I like these units and why you might consider them as well. But overall, you're gonna figure out what you like and what you don't like in an HQ or leader model. Now, when I talk about the leader role, you don't necessarily have to automatically think HQ. A lot of times, there's an easy way to go. If you think leader, you're thinking HQ, that's their specific role they treat on the battlefield, that's what you're gonna go with. But in other examples, you can also look at some of the elite options or maybe some of the heavy support options to be your leader or like your main damage dealer for the table. So for example, Adeptus of Stardes, I am going through and I have a company champion, which I've made a chapter champion um, in my elite slot. He is not an HQ option, but you can make him his warlord because he is a character. And he also has a lot of buffing for fighting models. So I decided to make an army where he essentially is my warlord. He is the center of attention on the table. And he's there to help boost up all my assault intercessors with those chainswords. Help them fight a little bit better, deal some damage, re-roll advances, things along those lines. So don't always think that, oh, my leader has to be my HQ. My leader can be an elite's choice, or it can be a heavy choice, or it can be a fast attack. It's really up to you. Ultimately, if you can make a character or warlord, a lot of times they might have a trait that helps boost up. Um, the rest of the models around them. So do some digging, get to know your faction a little bit, and really, when you're looking at your leaders, take a dive into the elites and the HQ slots to figure out what's gonna best either supplement your army or shore up some weaknesses or just be the overall threat. Another example of this is the Astra Militarum. If you're playing a indirect fire focused yo know, group, you might bring a bunch of basilisks and wyverns and manticores and things along those lines that don't need um, line of sight to fire at things a model that I would recommend bringing from the elite slot is the Master of Ordnance. I love this guy because the fact you can just drop him into an infantry list and he can just go ahead and fire artillery barrage um just one time per game is pretty solid. It helps shore up some things. He's like 35 points and he does can do quite a bit of indirect fire damage. But he's got this other special ability on there where he can actually go and help your um basilisks and Wyverns and Manticore's re-roll uh failed hit roll of 1. So, if you're not playing Cadian already, he can be a pretty good addition to jump into the army and kind of be the leader to help buff up the rest of your uh, units. When you're thinking of leader two, you can also have multiple leaders in your army. You may have your one warlord, which is your main focus there, but you can have other supplementing HQ or elite option to help boost up the rest of the army. You can have one half that is your combat and fighty side, and you have the other half that is more focused on your shooty or indirect fire side. Don't be afraid to say, hey, this is like a fire team leader. Think of smaller squads at that point point. say, all right, well, I've got this assault intercessor group. I'm gonna bring the, co- the company champion, to be the leader for those guys. He's going to be there to help make sure that they get their charges in, help do heroic interventions and just be a main combat threat with them. But I may have another leader for my Primaris to run around with my Hellblasters to make sure that they can reroll their their ones for their hits, make sure they don't overcharge and kill themselves. I can throw a captain alongside with them. So when you're thinking of leader, don't just lock yourself in the thinking of, oh, my Warlord is the only leader I have. Definitely look at your Warlord, look at the traits that they provide, and see if it's worth it for them to be in that slot for you before you jump in and going buying a bunch of models. If you're doing co- converting or kit bashing, your leader can be somebody that's just running around with other squads and can be pretty similar to them as well. If you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, hit me up at the real jham just about on other social media sites. Um, you can also go directly to our email, uh, thejhamspecial at gmail.com. We'll be happy to take any questions you have. If you have any episode thoughts or things you want me to talk about in the future regarding any of my nerd activities, go ahead and let me know, and I will love to do those in the future. So thank you, guys. We'll talk to you next time, and please take a moment to listen to the sponsor.